This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey guys, you are about to listen to our really fun live episode that we recorded at Comic-Con Palm Springs. This is a crossover episode with the podcast, Alex P. Keaton is My Friend, which is an awesome Family Ties podcast hosted by Phil Vecchio. Make sure you go and look for Alex P. Keaton is My Friend in your podcast app. Subscribe, rate, review. They dig into Family Ties episodes just like we do with 30 Rock, and Phil has awesome guests. So that's a really fun podcast that you guys should all go listen to. In today's episode, we're going to spend some time talking about an episode from Family Ties and then some time talking about an episode from 30 Rock. We wanted to give our regular listeners just a heads up that we do end up going out of order for this episode. We thought it would be so much fun for our first live episode to be us talking about 30 Rock's first episode, which means that we end up skipping ahead to a season five episode. Don't worry, we'll be back to season three next week when we get to this episode. Uh, season five episode in our regular rewatch we're gonna have a whole lot more to say um we're only talking about the east coast version today there's the west coast version and a whole lot more to talk about so don't worry we'll get there we'll get there speaking of east coast versus west coast we decided it'd be kind of fun for um us to to edit our episodes separately today so if when you're done listening to our episode which we're calling the east coast version you can go on over to the alex p keaton is my friend feed and listen to the west coast version um see if there's any differences just like the east coast west coast version of this episode of 30 rock anyways um we hope you enjoy this episode we had so much fun recording it thanks phil for having us make sure you go subscribe rate review follow everything for alex p keaton is my friend and same thing with talk 30 rock to me because that'd be awesome just a reminder that if you're buying things on Amazon this week, make sure to use our link that you can get at boardwalkaudio.com slash talk30rocktome, click support our artists, and buy some fun things on Amazon. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. All right, you guys. Welcome uh, to the Talk 30 to me. 30 Rock. Sorry. Oh, I just <laughs> did it. I'm like, I'm not going to I know. The worst part is when I sing the song, it's going to be Talk 30 to me again. It's going to be really okay. confusing. The Talk 30 Rock to me slash Alex B. Keaton is my friend crossover show. We're going to be talking about two very awesome NBC sitcoms, 30 Rock mm-hmm. and Family Ties. Woo-hoo. And all of the things that cross over between those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is not much. There, there is one. She, is, found, is. she found one. You yes. did. Yeah. She's the should researcher. Should I like say it right now or should we just keep talking a little bit more? Um, well, uh, I, this, there's no better time. I don't want to I say go it. for it. Okay. The one connection is Tom Hanks. Oh. Who was Tom? Was it a Bosom Buddies crossover that he was on this? Like, why, why was he on this show? No, I, I remember it. He was on like a later episode, right? No, he was in on season Family one. Ties, he was in he was two season two one. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, yeah. And, He's he was, not. Cousin he, brother Ned. Uh, Uncle, I never Uncle saw Ned, Uncle Ned. Yeah, Stephen's or yeah. her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, he's like running from the law. Yeah, and then it's, it's an he's intense on drugs, I think, at some point. I forget now the details. But he's like in big trouble and he hides out with them. Yeah, he stole money. But he was like doing it for Tom the little Hanks. people. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. He's like... But he was like the cool uncle, and everyone wanted to play along. But then, and Alex loved him. Right. I imagine wow. it's like still on his reel because he has nothing else like that on his like, <laughs> right. whole career. He was like, "This is me being a bad Here's boy." And it's just him bad. on Family Ties. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, but yes, and then he's in a later episode of Thirty Rock, he where, is. and he's playing himself in it, where it's like Tracy's off the A list or something like that. It's like a ten second little. He has thing, the red but... telephone. Yeah, because Tracy does TV again once too yeah. when he's famous. <laughs> yeah, I just watched that episode. It's so funny. Yeah. So how did you find that? Because I got to tell you, I spent. Probably three or four hours looking through IMDb, <laughs> trying to find a connection. So I actually, I initially, I posted on the 30 Rock subreddit, like, hey, anyone know any connections? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody she was really like, the, yeah, oh, 
I, I could do a whole panel on Reddit alone. Um, and somebody was like, the only one I can really think of is Tom Hanks. And I was like, all right, cool, maybe I won't mention it. And then in preparation for this, I watched all of season one of Family Ties, and it's in season one. I was like, now I can really talk about this. So, okay, okay. Uh, that's how I, but I was like scrolling through, and then I was looking at the credits of the other people in this Family Ties episode, and none of them have like 30 Rock connections, mm -hmm. but one of them had a connection that'll make Kimmy excited later, but I'm sure. Oh. She promised to tell me. I, okay. I don't know. Okay. I was really hoping there would be like a, um, oh God, what's his face? He, uh, Alan, um, who plays? Alan Alda. Alan Alda. I was yeah. about to say Arkin. I'm like, that's not right. Alan Alda crossover, it seemed yeah, likely, I see that. but He's no. too much like Michael Gross, though. I feel like mm. they, they look so similar, out, right? right? <laughs> okay, yeah. that wasn't just me. So uh, for this episode today, yes. we're going to talk about one episode of Family Ties and then one episode of 30 Rock. And uh, we kind of have some stuff prepared for you guys, but we're going to start, we decided with Family Ties. Yes. yes. Still good yes. with this? Let's do Family Ties. So in order to get this started, uh, we, I got to tell you a little background on the episode. It's season two, episode one. The episode is called Tender is the Night, but it's spelled with a K, which I still don't understand the title of that. So it is based on, yes. dun, 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 um, there's an F. Scott Fitzgerald book called Tender is the Night, N-I-G-H-T. So that's what, I don't know why. I'm okay. But he's like a knight in shining armor. Yeah. He's trying to be, is what I gathered from that. Okay. He's trying to be like the white knight, rescuing okay. her from her, um, from her that's ways. Not, that feels like a bit of a stretch for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, but I, I see where you're coming yeah. from. Listen, do you have a better explanation? No, I'm not saying you're stretching. I'm saying I think they stretch. They stretch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're like, right. Pitch, start pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So um, what i like to start off with, because especially with a live show here, you guys, unless you guys, how many of you guys watched this episode of Family Ties last night in prep? Oh, Nobody. We got no hands out there. So Let's remind um, you. for you guys, since I guess on this part, you're the guest on my show and then yes. I'll be the guest on your yeah. show. Would you guys just give us a quick rundown of what happens in this episode? Just kind of a summary. So we're all caught up to speed here. Do you want to go? Or you want me to? Uh, you're so good at this. I think you should do it. I might have actually written a little somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> She's prepared. I okay, did good. a recap for our show, so I, I like went through the process of what we normally do. Um, so my summary was that an old family friend comes into town and throws Alex into a whirlwind of emotions. He's nervous, he's reluctant, he's mad, he's forceful, he's struggling, he's learning, he's apologizing, and then he's kissing. <laughs> that was incredibly Lots. succinct. I'm she impressed. does this. She's so good at this, right? It's crazy. I would have taken me forever to like, okay, well, then this happens, and that, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was just a quick, like, no, no details in there, really, but just... It's that classic sitcom trope of, what? I don't understand this episode. This is a weird one for me. Uh, this is a bit of a weird episode. Okay, and I was trying to, like, 30 Rock is so good. It has eight plot A, B, C. This is just one storyline the whole time. Yeah, almost. there is no B There's plot. There's no B plot, and that was so bizarre for me. And is that normal? On no, 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 there's no, usually, no. I mean... The, you know, ABC is a very typical sitcom, uh, like, structure. A lot of times, well, this was, it was on NBC. Yeah. Did I say ABC? ABC. Yeah, oh, yeah. I meant to say a okay. typical but sitcom yes, structure. You're right. Yeah. There are a lot of episodes that have that multiple story arcs, but there's usually pretty heavy on one. Mm -hmm. The reason I always say this is a very, I didn't introduce it the same way I normally do, but I say welcome to a very special episode of Alex B. Keaton's My Friend because every episode of Family Ties is a special episode. There's always some lesson to learn. There's never just a, hey, this is funny because it's funny. Yeah. There's always like, you know, at the end, let's, let's think about it and then have a freeze frame on some like poignant right. moment, right? <laughs> so... This one is a little bit more heavy on that part, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's different than the We've had lots of heavy episodes, but this one was like kind of a weird, partly because I don't know what the message we were supposed to get out of it was exactly. I, don't change teenagers. I wrote, not every female wants to be saved and that's okay, or you should take care about someone, or you should care about someone for who they are and not who they want to be, or be more like Sherry. <laughs> Sherry was great <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about yeah. the, the guest stars, but... Um, <laughs> A uh, couple things real quick, because I don't want to forget about this. Yes. 
I had pointed out one trivia. This is the first episode of season two, and it's the first time that Steven, the dad, has a beard. Yes. The whole first season, he's clean shaven. And then this episode, he comes back with a full beard, and he's got the beard for the rest of the series. It works. Oh, it looks really? good on him. It, I think it works. Once he did, he grew it out. I think for another show or maybe a play he was in, and he liked it. And they're like, "Yeah, keep that." So he's he's got that for good. Do, do they? Because I've only watched all of season one, and now episode two of season two, episode one of season two. Um, do they change the opening credits every single season? Not every. It's the same basic thing, okay. but I think eventually they're going to start putting different clips in. Okay. And I feel like this one's pretty much the same. But now that I'm saying this that, this felt I don't very know. Bob Ross painting instructions on YouTube at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you it mean stays 80s? mostly the same. Just very eighties. <laughs> yeah, definitely early eighties. Yeah. Early, yeah. yeah, very much so. Um, now, but Kelsey, you said you had some other little trivia thing that yes. you were going to throw out. Okay. There. So, oh, I'll, I'll do yours. Well, okay. no, no, yours is going to wait till we talk about guest stars. Okay. Um, and this is just a. So there's the family friend comes into town. She's this beautiful woman who I don't know how old she is. Care I wrote that nine times in my notes. How old is she? Because that is she, weird, right? Seventeen? I she's sixteen. So, but they grew up together, I, yeah. so but I she's don't know. Got, like and she's been I, I I was convinced she was like twenty three, which wouldn't be out of character for Alex because in season one there's a college girl. Not yes, that's thing. true. <laughs> um, yeah. But so there's this whole thing that happens where they're getting ready for the date when she's finally worked up the courage to ask her out, and she. <laughs> She's, he's in the shower. She walks in on him in the shower. He sprints out, and he's leaning up against, like, the wall, and you see a purple dress there. And because I had gone straight – there's, like, a dress hanging, okay, like, drawing okay. or something. I had gone straight from the end of season one straight to season two. That is the dress that Elise wears in the finale of season one. No way. And I thought I, – I wrote that down, but then in the next scene, Carrie is wearing a purple dress, and I'm like, oh, it's just Carrie's dress. But then I went back, <laughs> and I took pictures yes. of end of season one yes. and then Carrie's dress at dinner, and it is definitely – I'm weird like that. Same um, dress. It is definitely the dress that Elise wears at season one, in the season one finale. That is incredible. Is that dress meaningful in some way? Help me out. I haven't it's watched purple, season one. It's purple. It's frilly. Um, like, is the dress a part of the story, or is it like, oh, it's a dress? No, it, well, she the the season, you can go listen to the old episode. The finale of season one is this whole thing with Stephen and Elise trying to have dinner, and and Elise is learning how to say no, and so they have this formal dinner sitting at her house, and she's just wearing this beautiful purple chiffon type dress. Okay, um, and so you just see it throughout most of the episode. Interesting. All right. I fine. think the significance was they probably had a budget of no dollars. And they're <laughs> like, hey, you fit in this dress, good. That's your cost. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's incredible, and it's the kind of detail I would never notice because I am what I like to call fashion blind. Fair enough. Like, uh, we were on a cruise once, my wife and I, and uh, we did a, a newlywed game thing. And we were doing really well, and we had tied. And we got to the end, and so to break the tie, they told all the guys to turn around, and they said, describe what your wife is wearing. <laughs> and I was like, um, I think it's a, a black dress. And what were you actually wearing, Janelle? I'm wearing, like, jeans. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. And I had looked at her moments before that they asked us. So I will never notice a fashion thing, period. So thank you for pointing that out. That was great. I love that so much. Oh, that's great. Uh. <laughs> so that, um, that leads us into, because I want to get to Kimmy's fact, because I think it's, it's eaten at her here. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just, she's been taunting me like this whole week. She's like, I have a fact. You're going to love it. And then she won't tell me what it is, so I'm excited. Now I'm like building it up too much. Just curious. It's going to be huge. But what is it? Well, hey, because he, we talk about the guest stars. So let's talk about the guest stars. Do you want to, which, which guest star is it? Uh, the is actress, it? Uh, Carrie, so Talia Balsam. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about her. Um, I was just looking at her other credits, and mm -hmm. one of her credits is one episode of The Larry Sanders Show. Ah, that is a 
good one. Oh. Which one is she? What is she in the Larry Sanders show? She's in one. I didn't look up that much. Has anyone seen the Larry Sanders show? It's like yeah. the dopest She's show. With it. It's brilliant. It's the 30 Rock before 30 Rock, and it's Gary. Anyway, we'll come back to it. My goal is to be Janine Garofalo in that show. It's like oh, yeah. going for it. So that's awesome. But yeah, I thought you'd like that. She was also in an episode of Early Edition, if anyone remembers oh, yeah. Kyle Chandler. Where he gets um, the newspaper early. Is uh-huh, that the line? With the yeah. Cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That infamous um, show. And an episode of Touched by an Angel and Diagnosed Murder. Like, those were my shows. Okay. <laughs> um, and grandma shows. <laughs> we talked about this before. <laughs> my, that is my thing. Um, but yeah, so that was I, that was my fun little fact for Kimmy that I was That's holding So wait, who is she on Larry Sanders' show? I don't know. It just says that it she's on it. Larry That's Sanders. fine. I mean, you misspelled I, Larry, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> L-A-R-E-Y. You know. um, but it's Larry. fine. That's awesome. Oh, I'm really happy about that. I'll have I to go, watch, go back and watch. So one other thing I found about looking in hers, she was, uh, before uh, Family Ties, she was in an episode of a show called When the Whistle Blows. Okay. Which, anybody here ever listen to Extras, or I'm sorry, listen, watch Extras, yes. Ricky Gervais show? Yes, it's so good. Amazing. And he has a fake show in the show called When the Whistle Blows. Yes, yes. So I looked it up because I'm like, what the heck is this? This is an old TV show. It's from 1980. It sounds like a direct Cheers ripoff. Well, it was actually a, a single camera show, like a comedy show, single camera, which... No I, one did back I, then. Nobody did that back then. So I really kind of want to look it up. It only made 10 episodes. So I'm curious about it. But then I looked on IMDb and had two reviews. One of them was this super creeper dude who was like, yeah, this girl was hot. And oh, was like gross. describing gross things. And it was really nasty. And the other one was someone who wrote a complete review of the spinoff or the fake show in the Ricky oh, Gervais show as amazing. if he was reviewing that. <laughs> and like talking about it in real like, Oh, I can't believe this guy did this. It's amazing. Love so, that oh guy. Yeah. Love if you, that if you guy. want a fun read, you should look that I up. For oh, sure that's will. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun, that is a fun fact. It was fun. I don't that know how much fun. of a fact it is, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple like other uh, guest stars in there. Uh, now, did you have other like interesting ones that you want to pull out? No, no. That was I got so excited for Kimmy on that. Oh one no, that's that I good. Kind of like, but Susan Bay was Julia the mom, right? Yes. Um, and then I forgot to look up Sherry's name. Well, a fun thing about Susan Bay, who played the mom, she was Leonard Nimoy's wife up until he died. Oh what? Yes. Oh, I didn't yes. see that. That's why she was so awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, she was in like a couple episodes of Deep Space Nine, Star Trek, uh-huh. but it did a few shows, Remington Steel here and there, but that's, I mean, I think that's pretty notable. I like, well, did, and you're not going to notice this because you have outfit blindness. Did you notice her outfit when she first walked in, in the very <laughs> opening scene? No, what was it? Okay, this woman is wearing, she has this pink head headband thing, a pink flowy shirt, white flowy pants that are tucked into brown knee boots. It just like almost trying to be from Aladdin, like almost, but then she put on cowboy boots and was like, nah, never mind, I'm going to Texas. Oh <laughs> man. I mean, it was another time. It was. And so they had just gotten back from Tibet or wherever. Yeah, world traveling. Exciting, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I felt like they were kind of like hippie characters too, oh, so that totally. kind of fits with maybe their. I- I did notice clothing. Carrie, right? Carrie's the one he yeah. likes. Yeah, she yeah. was doing like a very hardcore Xanadu thing the entire oh. time. Like those Grecian flowy pastels. It was like straight out of Xanadu. I'm <laughs> serious. I noticed none of these things like <laughs> at all. Okay, but did you get the joke, the lines they said about the outfits where he and Alex ends up telling her that he really likes what she's wearing and she goes into this, well, I picked it up here in an Amazon woman and he's like, Oh, well, got- an Amazon woman who had male slaves? Isn't yes, that the line? Yes. Oh yeah, that was a weird slaves. line. And then he ends up saying, I got mine from JCPenney. No one had worn it before. Like, it was just so funny. It was really cute. It was such a good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the slaves part was kind of a little Well, off-putting. I don't think she understands Amazonian culture. I, know. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. I don't know either. I've, no. I've not heard of that. Um, okay, so there was two other folks that I'm going to mention really yeah. quick. 
Um, there was the girl who played uh, Sherry, which mm-hmm. is the like perky waitress uh-huh. that uh, they, you know, the she was really funny at the wet restaurant. Um, she wasn't in a whole lot, but right after this, she was in a movie called High School USA, which was a TV movie that starred Michael J. Fox. Oh, really? So I'm pretty sure it went well, and she got a, a bit there. So Sherry. Okay. That's how it works. People recommend people. It's awesome. Hit it off. I like that. Finally, and this was just a little bit, but there's a, a point when this big, like, like meathead, like, a, I don't know, jacket, leather jacket kind of guy. He probably comes. rode a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure. I, I think so, yeah. He, he comes to pick her up, and he's kind of a creeper. He doesn't, like, introduce himself, kind of like a yeah. know, thug or something, you know. <laughs> and he wasn't in a lot of stuff, but he was in two shows, one on either side of Family Ties. The first one called The Best of Times, okay, which uh, he played a bully-type guy in high school. And then right after that, he was in call, a show called The Best Times, without the what? of, where he played another bully. In high school. So hard being a tall white dude in the industry. You just get typecast over and over again. So much so they can't even change the name of the show (laughs) more than two letters. He just, like, didn't have to really change his resume that much. He's just Yeah, "Mm." it's good. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't have to learn too much, you know, for the line-wise. No, they gave him very little. He worked with what he got, though. He really worked it. Uh, Do we want to, like, this storyline was so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Frustrating, interesting. Tell us about this here. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I, you see the show very differently. So I, I want yeah. to start with, I've watched the show in passing on TV land out of order. That's why I thought the Tom, it was one of the later episodes I saw. So I'm like, oh, this is a late season. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. But this show, my mother loves this show. And for her, this is a very political show, which I find fascinating. I was raised thinking this is really political because it was all about that like 70s hippie mm-hmm. kind of like Jane Fonda era versus the Reagan era. And that's how I see the show. And I haven't watched it since I was younger. And rewatching it was very interesting. I was like, this isn't as political as I thought it was but it is it is about those tensions between that like conservative Reagan era that like tightened, uh, buttoned up like America versus like these hippy dippy parents who are still pretty dope but I do find that like relationship interesting and this episode very much has to do with the values of those times mm-hmm. which I found very interesting yeah. well and, like I would this was probably one of the least episodes least political episodes so far yeah there, it, it does nice. get a lot so more political for interesting sure. oh, okay cool and it's been wrong. political already like yeah. it's been pretty intense all right good that wasn't just because I had a friend she was like um I think it's just funny and I was like fair maybe I'm reading into it this makes me feel better because that's what I thought it was it's about those tensions yeah, yeah which is what a sure. strange way to build a family sitcom yeah it has to be about something I it's guess fair. you know so and I think if I mean I haven't watched through the whole series in a while because I'm kind of saving as I go through but I have watched through it before mm-hmm. and it feels like they kind of go into more sitcom-y territory as the show goes on, Got I it. think. Here's a child. Yeah, well, it, it, that actually happens, <laughs> yeah. I think, in season five or something like Just that. Just grows it's, up it's, very it, quickly. It, exactly. Sorry, spoilers. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I think everyone is Everyone is. It, is it safe domain for me to talk about the last few seasons of Family I, Ties? I think a 30-year-old sitcom, you're probably safe. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, okay, a couple, just one little quick reference that I noticed in there, because a lot of times we'll talk about jokes that might be, like, a little outdated mm-hmm. stuff that people today might not get. And I thought it was really funny. They they were talking about uh, their situation about Alex going out on a date, and Jennifer, who's the younger sister, oh, yeah. refers to my dinner with Andre. Yep. So yep. wise. Which, so young. I, I mean, associate dinner with Andre from the community. community. That's, That's my I learned about like, Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Sure the diner where I learned about birthday. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I have a feeling that unless people know community, like I yeah. can't imagine modern audiences, Mm-mm. especially younger ones, would have any idea. Who's no. in my dinner with Andre? Uh, it's yeah, Walshon, who's uh, oh, Vicini and the Princess Bride. Oh yeah, him. and then Andre something or other. I think, don't know his last name is the other guy. Got it. The okay. Giant? It's the an giant. Enti- it's not the giant. Oh, that would have made sense. <laughs> it's an entire movie that. of two people in a Having in a. 
diner. A very tall and a very short person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> so I just thought that was a pretty obscure reference. Yeah, um, she's a pretty obscure child. It, it is, it, but even at the time, like I wonder because that wasn't like a huge blockbuster. Film nerd. <laughs> I guess so. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, another outdated reference um, was pulling out the slides to do a slideshow. Yes. Um, not that like we can't now pull it up on our phones and do the same thing, but like let's pull out the reel of slides. Like that doesn't happen. Well, it was a whole production. I mean, yeah. they all gathered around and they had to set the you have to set the what is it the carriage is that what it's called? Yeah, the, uh, the carousel. Carousel. Right? The carousel. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, silly I, fact. Early on, like my first job I ever had in high school was I was a, a technician, a sound technician for like a camp. And one of my jobs was running the slide projector for oh, like the groups that came it, okay. in. So I actually have professionally run slideshows. <laughs> just set a throw out there. Um, okay, so we still haven't talked about how. So Alex's whole thing this entire episode is he doesn't like who Carrie is, and he right. wants her to be different. And he just does that in so many ways that made me so frustrated with him. <laughs> um, and like there were times in season one where I got frustrated with him. But then Carrie, I just went, I've never been that forward in my life. Like she's in just, front of her mother. I, that's what I wrote too. I would never be that way in front of, right. in front of her mother. And her mother's just like, mm-hmm, well, my girl. Carrie. <laughs> I thought the whole parents, all of their responses were weird because they're sitting there and they're all like, well, you know, Alex, you're going to be with her eventually. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, it just was such a weird relationship. Like you have to go and date this girl that clearly you have this weird relationship with. And they're all okay with forcing. It was almost like a, a prearranged marriage kind of oh, thing. Totally. Where the parents are together and like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This girl's never in the show ever again. Yeah, I was going to say, no, did she continue yeah. <laughs> This is it. it. It closes with him giving her this this you know intimate kiss and they dance and blah, blah, blah. And then you never see her. <laughs> ah, what again. a sitcom move. But I hate that. As far as like parenting, I wrote this too. When they're upstairs and the shower scene happens. Shower, that sounds so much more than what it was. <laughs> yeah, Why she says him? Like, like, he's standing out there with a towel wrapped around his waist. Carrie ratings walks boost. out. Ratings yeah. boost, yeah. for sure, at the time. He's yeah, the Zac Efron of the 80s. Like, they were exactly. like, what? She throws the robe at him, and, like, parents are now walking in. And there are no questions from the parents as to why my wet shirtless son is standing here with a woman. Like, why are there not more questions? Yeah, that's fine. Like, you Jennifer know. has the funny line where he, Alex says, are there any more women coming upstairs? And Jennifer says, do you need to call my brownie troop? <laughs> Right. Inappropriate. So oh, Jennifer has so many hilarious and inappropriate lines in this series. Like at least in se- oh my goodness, yeah, she really I, does. I don't know how. Maybe I just don't know how old anybody is. I think, she's twelve, right? I think yeah. Like I think in the first season she's supposed to be ten or eleven, okay. something like that. So, so yeah, she's somewhere in the twelve. Does range. she show up in that ridiculous David Spade movie, Dickie Roberts' former child star, where he got like every eighties and seventies and nineties child star back? Yeah, I think uh, she's in it, right? Yes. I okay. She fits that like perfect stereotypical like sassy younger sibling. Right. Thing and she's great at it, but I'm pretty sure she must be in that yes, movie. Yes, she definitely because somebody I looked up from either this episode or the 30 Rock episode had Dickie Roberts in their credits. It so must be Tina. Okay, the others, okay. like I that can't imagine. Sense. It wouldn't be Justine Bateman. She's too busy being a Bateman. So <laughs> the royal TV real. royalty. <laughs> right, right. Um, speaking of good lines, just one of my favorite things that that they was said in the whole episode when they first meet up again. Alex doesn't know that she's there. He's very intimidated yes. by by the girl and. So he walks in and he sees Carrie's over there and he kind of like turns around and starts walking to the door and she's like, oh, hey, Alex. And so he starts like walking backwards into the room and she's, he's like, oh, I was just coming in. And she goes, do you always enter a room backwards? And he said, I'm breaking in a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! It's the worst. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's it's a such, little bit of the worst. Those I, are the reasons that I really like Alex's character. Mm-hmm. And then, because as a kid, when I used to watch this, I always thought like he's the hero of the show. Oh. Now as an adult, I see like, oh man, he's like the worst. he does a lot of <laughs> terrible things. Uh, 
But he also is like so smooth and cool when he does it. It's just you so know. Michael J. Fox. It is. Like it's Marty McFly, but he's kind of a jerk a lot of the time. Yeah. I really, oh, sorry. So but I do like the later when he's on the date with Carrie later on at the, at the Sherry restaurant, whatever it actually is. <laughs> right. it's, isn't it like uh, Farrell's ice cream? Totally no, it's Farrell's, Farrell's yeah. right? Okay, glad we're all on the same page yeah. about that. <laughs> and there was like, He's acting really weird at the dinner, but I love that he's, you can tell he's nervous still, like whatever's happening. But one of my favorite lines is where she's like, she wanted more romance and ambiance and intimacy and candlelight. And he's like, there's candlelight over there and it's like a birthday cake. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's so uh, good. There's also another good Don, another good time reference is Donnie and Marie reference. Oh, in yeah. There. oh yeah, yeah. Love yeah. a good Donnie and Marie. That's, that was good. Yeah. Uh, real timely. Real <laughs> my, timely. Uh, little, uh, I don't know if this is really name dropping, but my wife's. Mom dated Donnie briefly uh, in like the what late seventies. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, we got proof. Oh my goodness. She, I mean, she could sell those. Like that's yeah. like. Well, he came down and sung to her during a concert, Shut and up. there's a picture, and he gave her like a beret. I can't. This is yeah, too much. I know, this is right? like forty to sixty year old woman crap. You have right your now. friend's mom who my jumped fr on Donnie. This is my yeah. favorite story. I have my friend's mom. She's a lovely, poised, fun woman, like just a grown ass woman. And they were at Dance with the Stars, and they were behind. The, they're like backstage, waiting to go out to go to their seats. Twenty feet down the hallway, Donnie Osmond is like dealing with his groomer. My aunt just turns and goes, Donnie, and runs and then jumps on his back, jumps on his back, and he just goes, Well, hello there, because <laughs> he's a classy man. That's right. Who is just loves the Class ladies. Act. But I just, it's like he turns grown, like grown ass women into like teenage girls. That's yeah. the power of Donny Osmond, yep. which I love. <laughs> but oh, I love that story very much. Thank you for letting me tell it. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is my, I have like a, just an overall family yes, question that we have do. a moment. Purely because Michael J. Fox was just such a rock star after this. And he was, I mean, the show was a family sitcom, but he was the thing that came out of this, right? right? I'm really intrigued. Did they expect this character to have, like, they obviously, when Michael J. Fox comes into a room, you cast him. But I wondered if this character was supposed to be as winning as charismatic because he is such a dope. They write him to be such a little dope sometimes, such a jerk. Right. But the charisma that is Michael J. Fox so over, like you said, as a kid, you're like, this guy's a rock star. It mm -hmm. so overwhelms that dopiness. I'm kind of curious if they intended this character to be such like a, um, do you know what I mean? Like such a winning huge part of the show. I, I think, I mean, we've kind of talked about it some on the show before. Early on, it was definitely supposed to be more about the parents. It was much more ensemble and, and like them, right? Right, and okay. it was their thing of we're raising these kids and what's there. And as he kind of had this meteoric rise, mm -hmm. it's the it Urkel kinda, syndrome. It, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Or it's like the reverse friends, where it was first originally supposed to be about Monica, and then they realized, oh, it's not about her, it's, it's the it, cast, and so it turned into being about. Was all it of supposed to be about Monica? Mm -hmm. Bad if you, call. If you, if you watch the beginning <laughs> of season one, you'll see all like the episodes. Monica's the central point in most of them. Yeah. No offense, Courtney Cox Arquette, but like bad call, <laughs> bad call. It was everyone. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um. One of my, I. From watching season one, I love Stephen and Elise. I think I'm, they're not perfect parents, but I, I love the way they love each other and they love their kids. Um, and I love the when when uh, Alex's character comes back in from the day and like he's sitting there because he's worried about Mallory and <laughs> right. uh, and then he makes a joke. He's like, "Well, you're not ever down here for me." He's like, "Well, you're home, aren't you?" Like that sort of thing. Right. But they do this whole thing about I feel like an astronaut who ever, ever who never went through training That's and kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> good thing you were there with someone who does know how to navigate. And he makes the comment saying, "I know I married an astronaut myself." Um, which yeah. I think is just that precious pretty, and adorable. That was sweet. They're a cute couple. I like oh, them. Oh, totally. Like them. Yeah, it's Even really though they, sweet. there's episodes where they do really weird stuff. <laughs> like, but it's fun. I mean, it's kind of like that classic old-fashioned sitcom where 
okay, we need to tell this story, so let's make this character do that. And it doesn't always quite fit, but if you're not watching them all back to back and you just pick up an episode, which is how TV used to be, yeah. you can get away with that kind mm-hmm, of thing. You know? Totally, yeah. So, well, we only have like uh, three minutes left to talk okay. about uh, Family Ties before we switch over. Do you have any last things you guys wanted to get in about this episode before oh, we move I on? I loved the... It was like a one-line joke where I think when Carrie first comes in and she makes some joke reference about him wearing a dress and he was like, well, you made me dress up as Alex in Wonderland or something like that. (laughs) Alex in Wonderland was a good joke. That was was a really good joke. I liked that one. I think just my only thought was overall, I I have a very millennial tendency to think that older shows didn't deal with these issues as much and this one just really goes into just like gender politics and you know, why are you worrying about her and not me? And he, it's really interesting to see how they discuss it. And though I think I don't know how the, it would be interesting to see how we would deal with this now um, right. I really appreciated seeing them go into this well you should definitely watch more episodes because that's what they do mm-hmm. and like I think even though sometimes it, like you said it's kind of an antiquated look at some of them they hit stuff that nobody else was talking about at the yeah. time and you know for the most part do a pretty good job not yeah. always they did a pretty good job with this there's some weird ones but you know <laughs> this, this one I think I think in the end I wasn't sure in the middle where they were going to go with this. Like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of, like, weird watching Alex just try to dominate this person. Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. But then she would go up and, like, massage his back. Yeah, she was like, what is a little extra, too? So, just too much. It was was odd. Odd characters. But in the end, I think it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. Well, with that, I think we need to start switching gears here. Transition over. Kimmy's got our transition. It's time to start talking about 30 Rock. All right. Hold on. Let's get this. music here you guys all right y'all all right stay stay with me it's um live show we have a podcast but now we're live live show we have a podcast but now we're live we are called talk 30 to me we are great All right. Uh, um, now I'm ready. That was our transition. We are now going to do Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me. Um, we always say it really fast, really quickly at the beginning. Um, Phil, before we get started, we always ask our guests, what is your meet cute with 30 Rock? Okay. And see, I usually do that in my show, and I completely threw all of it out the window. So <laughs> sorry about it. We got there. Um, I don't know. I started watching it from episode one because we were huge Saturday Night Live fans, and Tina Fey is like the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... The second we heard that was happening, we were there at the pilot and all the way through. So you weren't like, ooh, that's Studio 60 on Sunset Strip, though, maybe. Which one? No, like you we were in. <laughs> Janelle and I are, I, I would like to say, kind of pop culture savvy. We've been long subscribers to Entertainment Weekly and all of the things <laughs> ooh, of that nature. you guys. Ten bucks a year. I mean, how can you turn that down, right? There. And the photos. They always have the first photos I from know. set. How do they do that every time? you got to have something to read in the bathroom. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so we were there, I mean, you know, day one, and it's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we even took a trip uh, to New York last year and uh, went and visited sites of 30 Rock and got pictures with them, and it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. We oh, went to the-, the pages, and I was like, could, I mean, can I take a picture with you guys? We're really oh. big fans of 30 Rock. And they're like, 
Okay. <laughs> I so got it. Yeah. We've actually, had, if you ever listen, we have our episode four, and there's another one in episode, season two where um, Kimmy has a lot of. I know NBC so pages. many NBC pages. So we've had them on. So that's to sell what funny I just imagine you grabbing my friend Will and just like how he would feel. It'd be very funny. They would find that very tame because they worked really hard. So I'm sure that oh, was a joy. I bet. They, I don't know. They they were good sports about it, but they kind of seemed just tired. <laughs> they worked six days of the week. They worked yeah, six days yeah. a week, and they were crazy hours. And they're put in positions where they're kind of underlings. And I mean, it's a normal entry level industry job, but it's a tough job. Yeah. So I bet you made their day. Well, that's good. I hope so. <laughs> made our day anyway. So. Um, our first segment we normally do on our show is something that we call thirty thirty, inspired by twenty twenty, and we do this fun little thirty 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 thirty. 3030. Okay. We have just a really quick one we want to do because of yesterday. Yes. So we all, what, our 3030 segment is something that somebody from the show involved in the show, something they are either currently involved in or something that maybe we found in an old episode of something that they were in of some other show. It's just basically anything we saw throughout the weeks so that we're like, oh, that has something to do with 30 Rock, kind yeah. of. So, <laughs> yeah. So our, well, I don't know that we were going to for sure do this on the live show, but yesterday uh, we went to the, uh, the Twisted Tunes Panel. Panel, mm-hmm. the butt thing over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there was a group of, and this is actually kind of cool because it kind of merges. It's a perfect 30-30. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. perfect. So they were doing a lot, li- a bunch of voice actors came in and they were doing a live reading of the script for Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Um, and it was what it was funny and Spongebob like. Tom Kenny, it. just, oh, uh, Tom It was Kenny. great. But then John DiMaggio comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll read a scene. What do you want voice to want me to do? Should I do Tracy Morgan?" Oh, he was he didn't uh, even ask. He was like, "I'm going to do awesome. Tracy Morgan." <laughs> Great. And no one argues with him cuz so he's John was DiMaggio. So he was in it? I can't remember who he was or who's the narrator. He was He in, was he was reading yeah, the ad, reading, the okay, action. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. narrator as Tracy Morgan. So it was the perfect little 30-30 for Back to the, not Back to the Future for Family Ties and Thirty Rock. It was really good. He made a whole bunch of like I'm gonna get them pregnant jokes, which yeah. <laughs> are very Tracy Jordan. Um, it was really really good. Yeah, it was um, great. The, the crowd ate it up. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That it was awesome. fun. So that's our thirty thirty. Um, so for, I'll actually ask you. So okay, so hang on for a second. So this episode we're talking about today for our regular listeners, we're jumping out of sequence, which was. A discussion Kimmy and I had to have because that is not my how my brain works. I didn't make you do this. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, your, okay, I made us do this because <laughs> it's our live show and we're doing a live show. <laughs> she, she gave me the idea and I said, I need like two hours to think about it first. Like it was it was a struggle. <laughs> I don't think I could have done it. I got to tell you. I'm oh, way too OCD. I appreciate to have that. Done so, that so. Thank you. Oh, I don't you grab me. <laughs> I'm just saying I get it. I know it. I'm the back. <laughs> what? Don't feed this. I worked so hard and you're feeding All right, this. we're going to do season three episode. You guys are ready, right? It's done. So we're we're jumping way, way ahead. We're doing season five, episode four, live show. Um, this is the first live show 30 Rock did. And just for to we're very clear, we are only talking about the East Coast version of this. The West Coast version exists, but we have a short amount of time. So we're just going to talk about the East Coast version. And we'll get to the, the way that you relate in a future episode. Okay. Many, I was there's ask, plenty to talk about. Yeah, six months down the road. That, yeah. East and I didn't know. Coast. Okay. <laughs> I did watch the correct one. Yes. So. Good. Um, and so, a little just background this air date was October 14th, 2010. Writers were um, Robert Carlock and Tina Fey the mm-hmm. dynamic duo and director was Beth McCarthy Miller who she also does a ton of stuff so this was like a great team putting this episode together this was the best of the best being like how do we make a dope 30 Rock episode <laughs> yeah. for the people you yeah, know it was well done mm-hmm. um, I normally do the recap but Phil do you want to give it a, a go sure am I giving opinion or just recap just recap okay, just we'll get recap. to your opinion though don't you worry okay Maybe. so <laughs> live episode I don't think I can do it as fast and succinct as you did it's for mine right. but um, uh, basically Liz Lemon is um, it's her 40th birthday Ooh. And she's going around trying to feel out if anyone remembers her birthday and nobody's remembering it. 
and she's getting increasingly feeling sorry for herself because nobody is remembering her birthday, including like um, her boyfriend calls up and he's had a traumatic event. He's <sighs> also played with Matt Damon, which is awesome. Oh man! And um, he's, had a tra- he's on the airplane and he thinks he might crash and he's gonna die and he's like, ah, and he doesn't like he doesn't remember nope. her birthday. Her boss doesn't remember. Nobody remembers. And so um, in the end, everyone comes together and. Um, they wound up, they, they staged a surprise birthday party, but it turned out, spoiler alert, <laughs> they stole it from the cleaning lady because it was her birthday. Bob Wiga. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic Rachel Dratch, and I love whenever yes. they have her on the show. So. Yes, it's really great. I don't know. How, did I do okay there? That was good. I'll, that, was, that was a great st- okay. storyline. Also, Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. Tracy Jordan, sorry. Yes. Uh, we he do has a whole thing where um, he wants to like start breaking on camera. He yes. finds out what it means to break to laugh. <laughs> Um, when he's not supposed to, and so he keeps trying to do it, and he's terrible. He, he's fake breaking. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's incredible. He's it's like, oh, such my a good joke. Off. I love it's it. It's so great. So, okay, uh, there you go. Cool. And the one other little, little, little storyline mm-hmm. is that Jack is sober this episode. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> it's true, which is very odd to see. Oh, my gosh. Um, the one little kind of behind-the-scenes thing about this is that this episode was inspired by the cast having so much fun doing a live reading of Secrets and Lies, which was from season one, I believe. Um, at UCB uh, to support the show's staffers during the 2017 Writers Guild strike. So because they had so much fun reading that, they're like, let's do a live show, uh, which is kind of fun. Right. And I know there was a lot of like uh, discussion of how this would work because this show is so heavily edited and mm-hmm. the editing is a part of mm-hmm. the, the, the sweeps and what I don't know what the term is when they just move the camera and they do like a swipe but it's the 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 editing is a huge part of the humor the flashbacks are a huge part of the humor right. this is a very much a like a single cam sitcom so to switch this to multicam and to live mm-hmm. how do you keep up that pace and what I really love about this episode is that they choose to do a lot of different kind of jokes they do a lot of visual jokes they mm-hmm. do a lot I like a lot of they really create with how they do their flashbacks. Oh, I, I think they it. just, it, this show, this episode fascinates me because they were so aware of the medium being SNL people. They're like, how do we take what we have and retrofit it for this style right. instead of just trying to keep it as similar as possible? And it astounds me. This is just masterclass stuff, I think. Yes. Using other actors to be them oh in flashbacks. Oh my God. Like and not just Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh my God. In her flashbacks, which is just, oh, And her like so hair great. in it. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Also, terrible joke. Oh, hated no. that. Oh, yeah. no, no, oh no. God, hated that joke. <laughs> but otherwise, great. Yeah, it, you know. Also, give Julie Louise Dreyfus the mean joke. She's so much better at being mean than any other actress <laughs> I know. Is. And you still like her, even though she's so mean. Right. I mean, that's such a true veep. I mean, she's the meanest person on earth. So I just like, if you have to give a mean joke, give it to Julia. <laughs> can't not like her. Exactly. But that's just not Liz's M. I mean, she's mean sometimes. Sometimes, but it's so bad. She's so bad at she, it. Yeah, she can't be mean even if she wants to. Mm-hmm. Also, the way, last thing about her, the way they're like, how do we make Julie Louise Dreyfus look like Tina Fey? I don't know, give her a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give her an indoor skinny scarf. There we go. It's her. Okay, it's so Liz funny has to me. worn that so many times. But that's exactly it. That's yeah. what they do. It. They're just, it's such a funny thing. It was all building up for season five, so like, we need to make somebody look more Liz Lemonish. So let's start this in season one. Exactly. I just have to point out again, I did not notice a scarf <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, but aren't you glad now you know? But now that's why I'm glad to talk about <laughs> it. This is why you need women. In your someone life. else can this share is... me here. Oh my goodness. Um, so let's talk about the first little tiny storyline, mm-hmm. Jack and the drinking thing. So um, we, in our where we're at in our normal podcast, we have not met Avery yet. So we know nothing about Avery, but Avery is pregnant um, by Jack, and so because she's pregnant and she can't drink, Jack is not going to drink either. And so he's trying to replace the rich because he claims he's not an alcoholic. He just likes, it's just what he does. He just likes having the glass in his hand. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's trying all <laughs> of these like different Irish things. Um, and 
he's trying to he's doing magic. Right. Mm-hmm. Not too bad by the end of yeah. it. That like another good visual gag. So funny. Although the first one when he like does the trick and then he's like, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, that's 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 yeah, I haven't gotten the end yet. Oh, see, I like his uh, knitting. Yes. Yes. There's nothing funnier than taking a very masculine, powering man like like uh, Alec Baldwin and then putting a poncho on him. Right. <laughs> and him just joy. snipping it like, oh, it's, it's doing that Another whole thing. Another fashion thing for you. I did yeah. notice it because they made a joke specifically about <laughs> it. Did you notice the poncho? I did. It was kind of Good. ridiculous. Yeah, so it's it, hard to miss the orange be poncho. Um, and then I love the two things that throughout the episode where he's still just, he's trying to get that High isn't the right word, but maybe it is not. He's, he, he misses alcohol, so he's trying to get it no matter what. So he is sniffing paint right. at one point. But then my favorite is when he goes up to Jenna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he asks her if she's had anything to drink today. And I think she says, like, only one bottle of wine or something. And he just, like, smells her oh, mouth. Gross. Oh, it's <laughs> gross. She's so perfect for that kind of stuff, oh. though. She gets so oh. gross so fast. I love it so much. It's great. Um, and then that episode, that storyline ends with him actually having a drink with Liz because what she wants for her birthday. I know. Um, which is very sweet because we love the relationship. Which isn't going to help the fact that Avery does not like Liz. And well. so she's getting him to, him to drink, but that's a whole other. That's, that's later on. Yes. That's a whole dynamic other issue. Um, all right, the Tracy breaking storyline. Oh, I, he, the other one, I mean, I say we love Tina Fey, but also Tracy Morgan has always been he's like. everything. He's perfect. He's so he's, incredible on the yes, show. Yes. I love it. Would you guys have general opinions about breaking, like, not in, like this is obviously done horribly but wonderfully uh, but when it's real I mean it depends like but sometimes that can be some of the funniest things mm-hmm. but sometimes like on Saturday Night Live because that's like my big live show yeah. that we like to watch sometimes what's happened is like uh, they'll, they'll have a, 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 a sketch and they all break and everyone thinks it's really funny and then they do the sketch again and it's terrible and you find out well that wasn't really a funny sketch it was just funny because uh, they broke cause they, but then yeah. they keep dragging it out and I don't want to like call out specific ones. So I don't know what right. I mean, but that happens. So it, it's kind of a delicate balance. Is there an SNL sketch you think? Because I have one I immediately think of when I think of breaking. Is it the hot tub one? No, no that's okay. the one oh. you think of. You mm-hmm. think of yeah. the hot tub with Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and Rachel Dratch and uh, Jimmy Fallon, I'm assuming, because so, every yeah. breaking yes, sketch is yes. a Jimmy <laughs> Fallon sketch. That That's one of them. Yeah, the right? other one I think of is uh, that leather store one with um, Rachel Sands. Also and, with and Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. <laughs> See, I <laughs> think of the yeah. one where uh, it was the, uh, when the negative Nancy, whatever, where she's like, wah, wah, wah. They close on Rachel Dratch and Jimmy Fallon and Lindsay Lohan can't keep it together. Debbie Downer. But see, I think that's that's kind of one of my examples where I, that first one, everyone broke and it was hilarious, and they dragged that one on and kept doing it and doing it, and eventually I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So breaking can help. Tracy has some sort of sense. Yes. yes. Particularly yes. with their sketches, they might really need it. <laughs> yes. um, but there's nothing funnier to me than the idea of Tracy Morgan at night on his couch watching The Carol Burnett Show. <laughs> right. The non-porn version. The non-porn right. version. <laughs> that exists, apparently, and I don't want to talk about the porn version. Not the non-porn. I know the non-porn. <laughs> but I, I just love that idea of him watching that. It's absolutely hilarious. Which I was tra- There is an episode of 30 Rock where... Tracy goes on a rant about how women aren't funny. And I can't remember if that's before or after this episode. I meant to look it up. Oh, I don't remember so that. So if it was after, then all right, cool. If it was before, I'd be like... I think that was doing... Because <laughs> there was a bunch of articles coming out right when 30 Rock was out. It was Christopher Hitchens wrote one. And then um, some a famous comedian whose name is escaping me right now wrote one as well that said women are funny. And that was her dealing with it. Oh, fair mm. enough. She's so good with that. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best. Um, yes, very much so. <laughs> we feel so. We, we love them. 
Um, he makes the reference about he wants to laugh harder than he did at Dot Com's play. <laughs> <laughs> Angels in America. A Tony Kushner, right? Isn't that Tony I think Kushner? So, yeah. And it's about like the AIDS crisis. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing funny not a, about not a that. Funny I can just see. Do- I forget that Dot Com has this little. Like, he has like this life. theater yeah. career. Right. Uh-huh. In, uh, he's the Seagull in the Jonathan whatever. Jonathan Livingston. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yes, exactly. Yes. He's in that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and what, we just found this out in a couple of episodes that is it Dot Com who has an. Um, a talent agency, who is the one who? No, that's Grizz. Was it Grizz? Grizz one represents of, Adam West. Yes, we yeah, found that. Right, that. Right. With Grizz yeah. talent, right. yeah, it's so great. Which is so talent great. management. <laughs> um, so like they're trying to convince Tracy not to break, but then of course he does. And I love that there's the scene that he's doing, which I couldn't at the very beginning. You see on the TV like Fox News, and I was like. Fox, like what the heck? And I'm realizing oh, it was from a sketch, but it has Jenna, and she's like, I'm blonde, and then it has Tracy being Obama. But and his little like title, did you see what the title said? No, no. The little title underneath it said exclusive interview with Kenyan liar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Their their crawls are always the absolute best. Yeah, in the show. I love when they make fun thing. of Fox News too. They do a really interesting job of it. It cracks me up. Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that was that was great. That little the breaking there. One more thing I yes, noticed about uh, Tracy Jordan on the show, like so he's doing all the stuff talking about wanting to break, and throughout it he keeps like looking straight into the live uh, camera, he's breaking the fourth like, wall, doing like, it like yeah. The I'm show, breaking as his wig's falling off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh Tracy! Oh my goodness! Oh. Um, I guess so. Okay, during Tracy's breaking on live thing, we get two commercials. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, which are amazing. Oh, my goodness. So I also I was so excited because we just jumped to season five, and all of a sudden I'm like, Drew is here. And then, like, Carol's here. Like, I was forgetting all these people popping uh, up these back. boyfriends. Um, and also, Rachel Dratch, I went, this is the first time she's shown up since season one. It is. She, she oh, hasn't right, been yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And then she's in a little bit more, like three more episodes. But mm-hmm. this is the first we've seen She shows that. up at, at the 100th episode. That's why. Because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing, re, they start redoing mm-hmm. old jokes, yes, which is very funny. Yes. Um, okay, so the first commercial we get is, is Dr. Spachena. It's Chris Parnell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Spaceman. Who we love. Yeah, oh, God. With every ounce of our being. Um, and he's talking about erectile dysfunction, <laughs> as he would. But it's not about a pill. It's about you just need a better song. That the song is what is missing in everybody's sex lives. So. I really love the CD case. It's just, I think it's still him in the lab coat, too. <laughs> yeah. And just him, like, on it in the lab coat. It's so funny. Oh, my goodness. It's, I, I looked up the lyrics to the song he mentioned, that the last good song you had for, for that was Close the Door by Teddy Pendergrass. And it is an interesting song. Yeah. I didn't listen to it because it was late last night, but I read the lyrics, and I'm like, nope, we'll nope. just throw that that way. Um, oh, and I forgot Danny's in this now, too. We haven't met Danny. We got Danny, season. yeah. He's the, the actor, the Giant one on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who shows up and disappears and right. comes back again real quick at the end. Yeah, they and never give him enough. Because he's really funny. I like him. Oh, love He had him. my favorite line in the show. Ooh, in this oh, episode? Of this episode, yeah. We're going to get to that. Okay. I don't remember what it was. No, I don't either, but we're going to get I'm to excited. that. I'm excited. Okay. I'm looking forward uh, to that. We oh, have yeah, favorite oh, lines. Okay, yeah, so but the second the second commercial is more interesting a little bit to talk about. I can't, we, I, we can't talk too much. I don't, I don't even want to delve into the weirdness of the hand, but no. I'll just say there's nothing more beautiful than hearing a live crowd respond to John Hamm. Yeah. Like just hearing the way the people love him and how they shout it at him. It's beautiful. 
He's so beloved. But so just on the commercial is that hands from executed uh, criminals. It started as a horror movie and turned into a charity thing (laughs) Um, because we've John Hamm's character has lost both of his hands in an accident. And one of them he's got a hook or something. Uh, He ends up having two hooks at one point, and I replaced one of them with a hand. With a hand. Um, They went with a very different joke in the West Coast version, which is what I had seen. So I didn't know this. I hadn't actually watched this version. And the West Coast, it's a woman's hand. Yeah, it's a woman's hand instead. (laughs) It's a little less. Hmm. So that's just my read on this, though. Yes. Um, and then the final storyline. There are people very excited. They about like Thirty Rock. They, they really do. I mean, don't we? <laughs> we should. Everyone here is all about it. Um, the last storyline is Liz's storyline, right? So it's her birthday, and she has just the great interaction with Rachel Dratch's character at the beginning, Yadwiga, in the elevator, where she loves the Fonz, which we talk a lot about NBC brand jokes on our show, uh-huh. um, and this is. It's not really, but it kind of is that in Friends, when uh, Phoebe is giving birth to the triplets, the doctor's obsessed with the fawns. Um, and now here's an, another NBC another show one. where they're talking about the fawns. Hmm. I mean, America is obsessed with the fawns. <laughs> so, hey. hey. <laughs> Do you know that when he, the episode of Happy Days where he gets a library card and he's like, did you know you could just get, a, this is my fawns, get a library card and you could just get any book? And then literally library card like applications went up like 200%. That's amazing. After it happened, like it was an insane number. So they just put them onto every cause they cared about. Oh, I love that. Oh, anyway, that just needed to be said. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so there's their whole inter- interaction where Yadwiga was gone because she had a bullet in brain that mo- in her brain that moved. You said it I like she did. did. A bullet in brain. Bullet in brain moved. Much hospital. Stop doing any sort of voice impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, vocal is the word I meant to say there. I clean you now. Like, oh man, I love Yadwiga so much. Um, but so she is just, Liz is so upset that people have forgotten her birthday and, and Kenneth is doing all his Kennethy giggles and she thinks that he's hiding something and then it's like, no, it's just Tracy wants to talk to you. Oh no, Jack just wants to talk to you um and and so and liz yeah she calls carol and she's all upset or he calls her i think right i think he, he calls, calls her, her and yeah. she's like carol and i wrote carol um and his plane's going down it just it sucks when your birthday's forgotten we'll just say that um but jack actually that's not true for me but so jack <laughs> though uh he's like all apologetic that he forgot her birthday because there's just a thousand dollars in cash that he has in his pocket. And she's like, I'm just gonna take that on principle. Yes, on principle. Um, but this is another great example. Liz and Jonathan's relationship is so contentious throughout the entire show. Um, and that the whole reason Jack doesn't know is because hmm, he forgot to put it on the birthday list. And I think at one point Kenneth is so upset that Jonathan messed with the birthday list. I wrote something on here that Kenneth was so upset about something like that. So um, but so now Jack gives her the money. Um, and it all ends with them in Tracy, they're in Tracy's dressing Tracy, Tracy's dressing room at one point, right? All of them are in there. Well, there's that's when at one point she goes in the Kenneth is trying to pull her in there. We get that really great visual joke, right? Where the uh, poster falls off the wall. Yes, <laughs> just yes. very very funny to me. But that's all. Yes. Um, and Jenna just got her ten year drunk chip, is what we learn. Um, and then they do like this little uh, Capital One like talking fourth wall breaking, right, right. which they've done placement. before. Which later on Alec Baldwin goes on to actually do a Capital One commercial. Oh, yeah. Well, it makes sense. If you think about it, how expensive must this episode have been? They had to build new sets. They had to go use a different studio. Like, I bet this was very expensive to produce. And so, just like get that Capital One money. Yeah. Just get that Capital One. Make the whole show you want. And just have a great comedic, like, oh, look at the camera. Capital One. (laughs) I feel like they've always been really good about product placement and making it funny, like, genuinely. There's the snap 
Apple stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Can we have our money now? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know they're very funny about that. Um, and then the episode just ends with Liz walking into the studio and they're having the birthday. She's on the phone with Carol and Carol's trying to pretend he knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, surprise! I was in on it. <laughs> Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, what I wrote to Liz Lemon, you're halfway to death. Somebody said that to her, or it was written on a card or something. Uh, I think Jack says that to her. He cheers her and he says, You're halfway to death. Oh, that's yeah, what it is. Yes, and they go yeah. and have the drink with Jack. Exactly. Uh, but that that mostly does the episode, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think of this one? As someone who watches 30 Rock, this one's a little different than your typical episode. It is. I, I incredibly appreciate what went into it because mm-hmm. I, I cannot imagine like taking a, a single camera show and making it live. And they did great stuff with it. A lot of creative things, a lot of funny bits. But that being said, if you're just comparing side by side, it's not my favorite episode. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have the speed. You can't do a live show. You can't have the speed. It just looks like a Spanish soap opera. (laughs) Yeah. But it was great for what it was. I appreciate that they did it. But I wouldn't put it as like my favorite one out there. You know? No, I think that's a really reasonable critique. It doesn't function; it's to the height, and it doesn't achieve what Thirty Rock is famous for. But it gets—I mean, it's what's really interesting about it is it's such a creative movement, and right. it's so it is such a gift to the audience, which is what she sings at the beginning because everyone wants to see how that works. I'd right. be curious how the ratings were for this episode. Yeah, I don't know. Look it up. If they did well, because we watched both of them. Oh, as yeah, they came oh out. Yeah, 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 really. I remember. I think they were both on Hulu when they came out. I remember watching them. That yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember another NBC sitcom. Did Undateable did a live episode um, as well, mm. and it went so well. This is also the at the I think this is still the head of NBC. He loves live television very much, like Jack in mm-hmm. different seasons. And uh, he then ordered an entire season of live episodes of Undateable, and it did not go well. <laughs> um, that show is no longer on the air. But they did a very similar thing, and it got huge ratings. It did really, really mm. well. So I'd be curious if this played off as strongly. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like at the very end because it's live they're doing their closing credits and they're all talking and cheering excited and she's like we did it once gotta do it again since it's the East Coast version right. mm-hmm. um, and then she says it's time to watch The Office right now and the Office episode that was aired that day was Sex Ed when Michael gets herpes slash anger and hair on his lips. that's a really early episode of <laughs> o- The Office oh dang we definitely stayed up and watched that right afterwards too. <laughs> you guys um, were cool <laughs> we always do favorite lines do you have a favorite line I, or three I do my, okay. my absolute favorite one was from I forget what's the actor guy his name again that's Cheyenne Jackson the Canadian guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheyenne Jackson okay yeah. okay um, so Jack is when they're all in the room there and Jack's like that's water under a bridge oh, and then yes. he says I'm sorry we don't have that expression in Canada yes. does that mean what happened can be used to power a lumber mill yes <laughs> that was so I just wrote Danny is Canadian and I can't uh, remember why yeah, that's I why. just skip back and watch that like three times they like, make the best Canada so jokes on this show yeah, that was good stuff it's oh, so great that's a good you're right that is a good line we both forgot that I line I totally forgot about that line <laughs> oh catch. my gosh did you have any other lines or moments that, you really that was enjoyed? the one I that was I mean a lot of it, but that's the one that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How about you? Um, I always have a couple. Um, first, I <laughs> love at the beginning Jack when Liz is like, "Oh, I have a show tonight," and he goes, "Have a good show." I'm dreading watching it sober, um, which I thought was funny. And then there's this interaction that goes back and forth between uh, Kenneth and Jenna, where he's like, uh, "Brett Favre called, stopped by, and dropped off a pick of a hot dog," and she goes, "Finally." And then he says, the Chilean miners are all out, and they're very angry about what you've been saying about them. So I guess their genius is for getting stuck in a mine. And then he's like, your pharmacy called, and apparently you can't get a prescription for ecstasy. And her response is, thanks, Obamacare. Uh, just 
just so great. Uh, um, there was one more that I can't remember, so you can go. <laughs> my favorite one, it's, it's we're back to Yadwiga Yadwiga. and the uh, Fonzie thing. She's like, his office is bathroom, just like Yadwiga. (laughs) 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 Which is just such a sad and funny, for me, the jokes that really hit me is I like to imagine what's happening in the writer's room and how that comes up. And I just want to be that that conversation like, oh, they both have offices in the bathroom (laughs) because she's a janitor. Um, It's very sad and very funny. Um, I think that was my favorite. There's a moment right at the end during the closing credits where you hear Jane Krakowski yell, are we still on the air? (laughs) Very loudly, which absolutely destroys me. There um, was a Frank hat we always talk about that said promotional consideration. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, I wonder, when did this, was this in November? No, this was a May episode. This is in October. October. You're close. But this would have, sorry. It was in a month, right? Yeah. It was during, okay. no, I wonder if this okay. would have been like during the Emmys push stuff. Like usually November uh, is sweeps, no. November is sweeps week, but this would have been a little early for Emmys stuff. Yeah, so. probably. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, well, so I love this episode. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, no, go, 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 go. Oh, no, I just hate to jump in, but we, we're out of we're time. time. Yeah. We gotta oh. wrap this here. I just wanna say, okay. Bill Hader's in this episode! Yes, 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 we yes. have to just say that and Bill Hader's in this. Uh, can <laughs> you all. plug your show? We'll plug our show. We're Absolutely, yes, of course. Uh, you can find alexpkeatonismyfriend.com. Look up Alex P. Keaton is my friend on Facebook, and Twitter is at uh, Family Ties Pod. I'm up to like 12 tweets now, so. You know, I, I aim to get to 20 at some point. Is here. it just Alex P. Keaton quotes? Uh, n- no, I don't know how to use Twitter. It's terrible. <laughs> Talk to her, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just write dumb jokes, and I don't know. So anyway, yes, cool. you guys. Um, you can find our podcast places at Talk 30 Rock to Me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Talk30RockToMe.com, um, all that good stuff. You can find me personally places at Redheaded Blonde. Um, I won't add you on Facebook, but on Twitter and Instagram, feel free to follow me. Mm-hmm. You can um, find me at, at Kimchi Lucas. Um, I post photos of dogs. It's really great. <laughs> also, um, I don't come to the Nerd Melt. That's all. Come to the Nerd Melt. I work there. There's great shows. <laughs> Be an audience member. That's all. all. Right. Thank yeah. you guys so much Thank for doing so this. Much. this. Thank you guys fun. for being here in the audience. Thank, Thank you so much. Here. Thank you for listening at home. Yes. And I uh, will see you next time on a very special episode of Alex Bikini is My Friend. And, and Talk 30 Rock to Me. There we go. Bye, guys. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.